Welcome to Don't Wait to Write with Amber Petty. Today, we're learning a little something. So first of all, thank you to everybody listening in Denmark. I was number two on the educational how-to podcasts in Denmark, so thank you so much. If you are listening in Denmark, please email me. I'm I'm so thrilled. And once again, I am thrilled for anybody listening to this, no matter where you live. But Denmark just popped right up to the top of those charts, so I had to say hello. These next few Fridays are going to be part of a perfectionism series, where I will be talking about ways to get through different pieces of perfectionism. Will it remove perfectionism? No, because I'm not made of magic, unfortunately, but these little things can really help. So one thing I want to stress for all of this is if you are a perfectionist, you've probably been one your whole life, and it can seem, some of these little tips can just seem pointless, honestly, but I found through doing them myself and seeing students use them that they do make a real difference over time. So Give it a try, give it a listen, and as always, let me know what you think. I'm always happy for feedback from people from Denmark or anywhere. You can email me at amber at amberpetty.com. Today, we're going to be talking about using your why or using your spite. You may have heard this before of come back to your why. Why do you want to do something? Now, Sometimes this doesn't matter. Why do I want this job? Because I want money and to be able to live. Thank you. There's my why. But when you go into creative tasks where you're writing or sending out pitches or starting a newsletter or doing that kind of risky stuff that can make you feel bad, (laughs) make you feel like an imposter or you shouldn't be doing it or you're sharing too much, all of that stuff. To get through that stuff, it can be helpful to think of your why. Why are you doing this? What happens if you don't do it? Why do you want to push through getting rejections from editors or getting weird emails from people who tell you to not use the word shitty so much? Writing is hard, so thinking about why you want to do it in the first place can be very helpful. Now your why could be that you know this is something you've wanted to do your whole life and you know you need to commit to trying. It could be because you want to reach a certain type of person and make them feel less alone, that you want to help other people, or that you want to make money. That's a good why sometimes. It's a good way, why a lot of the time, really. But those are some examples of that. Maybe you're doing it for your family or to set a good example for people. Now, as a perfectionist, Sometimes this why doesn't help me. Part of it is because my why either still feels vague no matter how specific I make it, or it feels far away. So if I'm starting a newsletter because I want to grow an audience and my why is to reach all these people, well, that's still going to be a long way off when I get started. And to me, that why is less motivating And it brings up an opportunity for all of those inner critic type of voices to chime in. So if I think my why is this is something I know I want to do and I want to give it a try, that gives my uh, inner, inner critic a real great opening to go, yeah, but why do you need to do it? Haven't you tried already? 
and you got rejected? Do you think your voice matters so much to the world? They all have to hear it. You know, it opens up the door to that kind of thought. Or if I'm thinking, yeah, I want to make money off of this someday, then my inner critic loves to go, yeah, but uh, what about today? Because you ain't making shit now. How's that going to go? So I find that focusing on my why for people who have very vibrant inner critics like me um, or perfectionists who want to do things the right way and make everything wonderful before they send it out. I feel like focusing on your why doesn't help you get through those critic and perfectionist tendencies. But here's what works for me sometimes. I focus on my spite. It can seem strange to focus on being spiteful, but uh, I have started way more projects because I went, what the fuck? They made something, and I'm sitting here questioning myself. All right, I got to hit the keyboard. I have honestly done that many times, and it works for me. And now, the reason why I don't think it's bad is because I'm not harboring resentment against whoever inspired me in the first place. It just reminds me, hey, look at all this stuff out there. If they are doing it without a single question... Why am I sitting here making myself miserable? I need to start. So I'm going to give you an example of a, of a spiteful motivator I've had in my life. So this is a real story. When I was in college, my roommates had a party at our apartment, and there were a bunch of different people there. A guy comes in who I had some class with but didn't know him very well. He strides right up to me and holds out his hand and says, Hey, my name's Tim, John Proctor from The Crucible. At the time, my college, Hunter College, was doing The Crucible and he played the lead. So, he was very happy to introduce himself as the lead of Hunter College's production of The Crucible. In fact, he made sure that everybody knew he was playing John Proctor from The Crucible. And once again, let me reiterate, this was not on Broadway. It wasn't even off Broadway. It was at Hunter College, which is not the Yale School of Drama. It is a public city school in New York, which is very affordable and pretty good, by the way. But its theater program is of no note. But anyway, I shake his hand. John Proctor from The Crucible. I say, I'm Amber, whatever. I don't remember. Then he's kind of bopping around a little bit. He goes up to the iPod that's hooked to the stereo. And it was an iPod, not an iPhone, to just give you a sense of my age. And he unplugs it, plugs in his iPod, and starts playing a song. Sounds familiar. Okay, well, it's Les Miserables. That's kind of weird to play at a party. But it sounds off. Oh, I realize it's his high school's production of Les Miserables where he played Jean Valjean. So a guy had so much confidence he could go into a party, unplug the music, plug in his iPod to play his high school's version of Jean Valjean because his rendition of Who Am I was just too glorious to waste. And listen, 
Normally, I would play Les Miserables at a party. That gives you a sense of the parties I would go to. But one, first of all, putting Les Mis on in the middle of a party is quite a move. Putting on a high school production is an insane move. And making sure everyone hears your 17-year-old Jean Valjean is madness. Now, I'll never forget John Proctor from The Crucible. And I think of this person who is so bold to walk into my house, put on his high school production of Les Miserables, and introduce himself as the lead character in a college production of The Crucible. I think he had all of that confidence and swagger to do that. And I'm sitting here second-guessing my stuff? No! I cannot let the John Proctor from The Crucible's Get all the attention, make all the noise, and literally change the voice of the party. No, I need to show up to the party. I need to be loud and out there because I guarantee me and all of you listening, all of you beautiful perfectionists, have something so much more fascinating to add than the John Proctor from the Crucibles of the world. So I think about that. I think about that sometimes and it motivates me to try because I get tired of letting those people get all the attention. And frankly, it works way better than thinking about my why. Also, my critical voices when I think about John Proctor from The Crucible, they go, yeah, you're right. You should work more. (laughs) So I can even get my most critical voices to agree with me when I compare it to the people out there that just flaunt themselves with no apology. And like I am making fun of this guy in particular, John Proctor from The Crucible, because it is um, a crazed thing to do to put on your high school productions of Les Miserables at a party. That is not appropriate behavior. But... For everybody else that's out there, you know, the Adam Sandlers who put out bad movies or the E.L. James, I don't even dislike them. I have respect for it. The Julia Foxes, (laughs) where Julia Fox talks about her upcoming masterpiece of a book she's writing. I'm not even being hateful. I honestly admire their commitment to themselves and their confidence and what they do. So I just don't want to let only them get all the stuff out there, when all us lovely perfectionists have so much to add and could if we could only step through our perfectionism. So think about who is your spite motivator? Who is it? Could be somebody with a ridiculous story like John Proctor from The Crucible, or it could be somebody else that you admire their confidence for, you admire their brave, whatever gives you that feeling, that sort of like rumble in your stomach that like, ah, I can't sit around anymore. I've got to do it. If they're out there, I need to be doing it too. Whoever gives you that inspiration, write them down and remember them the next time you're second guessing your work. Or if you're not like me, a person who is literally and figuratively petty, then think of your why and use that positive inspiration to move you forward. But thinking of either one, whichever one works for you, it just helps break through some of those principal layers of perfectionism. 
that you remember that putting something out there is more important than it being ideal and that there are people putting things out there that are far below the standard you would hold for yourself and they're doing fine. So don't let them have all the fun. It's time for you to have it too. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you like, please rate and review the podcast. Leave a five-star review. You'll feel so great about it, and it's like a Christmas gift. A Christmas gift that's completely free and only takes moments. Thanks again for listening, and I can't wait to see what you write.